This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everybody, just before you listen to this episode, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon supporter programme that we do have that I'd like to encourage you to join if you haven't done so already. If you go to patreon.com forward slash pod, you'll find details of how to support this show and how to support this content. You'll get lots of extra bits and pieces in return. So again, head over to patreon.com forward slash pod. If you want to help support our content and help us grow and get even better. Uh, good evening, everybody out there on the stream. Welcome back to the Sounders podcast. Sunday evening. Um, unbelievable. 4 nil again. And as as it was penned on the on the AVFTT, the Grim Reaper has joined us this evening. However, Andy, Andy, Andy. Andy, you're you're having the last laugh as your pep talk has done the business. <laughs> All we wanted was an attacking lineup. Now it's come. There we go. Right, season starts. Season's, <laughs> season started last Saturday. Season right. starts here and now. It? No more, no more double pivot. Neil, handbrakes off. Yes, handbrakes thrown out the window. Play your best players in the right positions, Mitch. Isn't that right? Football's a very simple game. It is, but on handbrakes, my handbrake once disintegrated. So I had absolutely no handbrake on my car and I took it into the garage and he went, oh, it's disintegrated. I've never seen that before. He was quite excited. So maybe that's what's happened to us. Mm. We told Craig he's not that popular, really. (laughs) And he's back by popular... Request uh, something sinister, John. I bet you didn't have trouble getting your fellow podcasters to join you tonight. Well, you say that, Mister Sinister. Mother Sakir couldn't be asked this evening, and um, Tom's nearly coughing his guts up, and he's he's just come off his now half sick bed to join us. Um, right, Tom. Yeah. Good evening. Couldn't wait to be on tonight. Um, regardless of any ailments, I would wouldn't be uh, wouldn't miss it. Got some good talking points for us, Tom, but bank them for later and we'll bring them out naturally. 
in the show's natural course. Okay, let's let's get going then. As ever, we go not player ratings. I wouldn't fill. Imagine that says starting eleven on the banner. Um, starting eleven. Let's get this banner up. That one. Mitch, unchanged. Grimshaw, Husband, Pennington, Dale, Carey, Dembele, Dougal Rhodes, Beasley, Epiteta and Hamilton. Firstly, any um, issues with that? And secondly, are you falling off your chair in the fact that he's not tinkered with it? The tinker man has not tinkered. He's kept a winning formula. He has. Um, I was really surprised and I was I was pleased. I mean, because I think that's that's probably been the most effective 11 that we've seen and, and the, the previous performance probably the the best performance of the season, but I was genuinely surprised. I, I thought for all money he was going to go to, you know, I don't know, he might go back to sort of the four-five-one style or something like that. Um, but um, I had no problems with that at all. I mean, you could make an argument that Kyle Joseph comes in, but I, I think B's has played, you know, he's played well. He's, he's surprised us, so he keeps his shirt. And I like to see players who've done well keep the shirt. So I was I was delighted. I was delighted uh, with the new carefree Critch, who who appears to have um, appeared from the shadow of the of the slightly greyer fella that was there before him. Carefree Critch, Andy, that's a good one. How you think of that? It's a good job, my missus is a nurse, you know, because I needed one at two o'clock to pick me up off the floor when I saw he hadn't made any changes. I was like, oh, again, like Mick, I was like. Like pleased, but pleasantly pleased, if you like. It's uh, um, I just you know, it's one of those moments again where you couldn't see him not tinkering and like, please, God, don't tinker on Tuesday. Just play, let the team play. Why they're playing like this? Let them play. And just, I, I was, I was seriously. Uh, Chuffed that we were giving this team another go. I like that one. Don't tinker on Tuesday. What do you think, Tom? You saw that. It's anything to it add? Doesn't make so in terms of the actual order that they put them in. It's, it doesn't make any sense at all, does it? They put the defenders in at the start, so you start working out what what it is, and then they throw out the tester in towards the end. So. It takes you about two minutes story. to work out what the team is, and then you realise it's unchanged, and then yeah. Um, so once you've got through all of that, yeah, um, you know, Rhodes and Beasley are quite similar. So I'm not fully convinced that that's the partnership to go with for the next few games. But all of our strikers are in good form at the moment. Oh, they all five of them. I know two of them are injured at the moment, as someone always is. But Beasley, he's had one off his backside two weeks running now, hasn't he? So he had to be in. And then, uh, yeah, we just look five so dangerous. Three, it? It's what, sorry? I think it's five in three. Yeah. Nicholas exactly. from Bees. Rhodes is on there. And the goal's out for his um, for his record, isn't he? But you can't not start him. But yeah, love the team. And pl- they all, every single one of them is in good form at the moment. So long may it continue. Yeah. I, d- I did call it a drought after one game when he didn't score Rhodes. <laughs> I miss that now. So, no, he scored last week, didn't he? So it's one game again. Yeah, it's, and it's what and it's what he brings to the team as well, isn't it? Yes, he's so intelligent in certain situations. If you take last week, which I think was a penalty, wasn't it? 
Um, if you take that out, he's not scored in open play for five or six games, I think it is. So that's what I'm probably referring to. But yeah, he's, he adds a hell of a lot to the side and he's probably our best striker, despite the fact he's the only one not scoring at the minute in terms of open play because Beasley's, like you say, we've touched on that record there. Joseph came in and scored last week. Um, yeah, we've got, we've got plenty of options going forward. It's really exciting. Okay, Mitch, on to the, onto the game itself. We started quite brightly, playing on the front foot, Sonny Carey, whistling one wide as he as he usually does. Nearly Carey. Or is that yeah. too hard? Another, well, it's a bit harsh. He's, um, I did, I did, I did a little bit of stats work on Sonny's shooting. Um, I think he's the eighth most likely player of all midfielders and wingers in League One to shoot. And his accuracy, if he's sort of taking in kind of accuracy and hitting the post and stuff into account, I think he's probably got about the second or third best record of all midfielders and wingers in terms of, you know, accurate shooting. So, um, yeah, we, we we started with purpose, didn't we? Because I was I was slightly worried about the team because what I really didn't want to happen was he picked that team and then that team get done at Portsmouth and then he'd think, oh, actually, no, and go back into his sort of more cautious um, shell. Um, but we, we came out, you know, we came out straight away, didn't we, looking looking really, really hungry, putting tackles in, um, getting the ball forward, the two wingers getting getting right forward. You know, it looked more like three five two, which was very, very bold away from home. So um, that start was great because... We had a good 90 minutes the game before and then we picked up immediately where we left off. Um, yeah, so it was an excellent start. Andy, over to you. Um, it didn't take long for Blackpool to make our mark on this game coming in nine minutes from forward. Yeah, it's season loney. It's a, a great, great ball um, from Kerry. And this is a, this is di- a lot the difference now. If we're moving the ball faster, we're moving the ball, and and there's there's one touch passing, and there's and there's there's quicker. They're looking to break quicker and and move the ball faster. And Kerry made a, a great little um, pass out to CJ, didn't he, and gave him the room to be one on one with the fullback, um, and that's where he. Uh, he he's he's going to burn anyone for speed, isn't he? One on one, if he just can put the ball ahead of him, just to run into, and uh, he, he he more or less is at his best when he's slow. He just keeps the fullback almost still, and then goes and then pushes it by, and and then he he gets in. and And we've t- we've spoken on other podcasts about the ability of CJ to get to the byline, but then pull it back and needing somebody. And again, at the start of the season, we never had anyone there to pull it back to it. Went just near post, or there wasn't any anybody else would um, to uh, to follow in. But in that case, Dale had come in off the other wing, and uh, he pulled it back. And uh, it was a little bit of a scruffy shot, wasn't it? But like, did the job, and it was in the net, and and they just constantly booed him from that minute on, didn't mm. they? As the because he played there all season last year, didn't he? I thought that was a quite an odd thing their fan base to do. He didn't really 
rub their noses in it with celebration. Right, it, good season for them, and then boom after that. Yeah. In fact, he was muted, wasn't he, in his celebration? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, it's funny you should pick that up about CJ Andy. To wait, I've been studying um, a few videos of Stanley Matthews just to show the kids what like a shimmy is and get down to it. And that's what Matthews did. He was really, really slow in his approach. It was just a quick, very quick dip of the shoulder and quickly the other way. And CJ's got off to a tee this season. So. Yeah, and he's really he'll he will burn any fullback. And I mean, died he made that go. Who's that? Josh Earl at Fleetwood, who's that with P and E fullback back in the day, and and he just made him look like he was standing still. And and he's he's not. I mean, he's you know he's going to be a decent player, isn't he? But like CJ just made him add him on toast. Like, but now they're starting to be end product that we've probably in the past criticised him for just being able to get past the player, but then no end product. And now there seems to be much more end product. And maybe that ball came out of their attention being on roads a lot, looking to cover off roads, the ball into roads, and it leaves the space behind, doesn't it? And that's perfect for us. Hey, Tom, so Blackpool, go on, Tom, go on. Uh, just contributing to CJ's form at the minute, he seems to be getting a lot more space since Dembele's been playing because he drifts out wide into the right pockets. And that's probably... So CJ was previously getting doubled up on, I think, as our key threat, and now they're having to worry about Dembele, and you can see them two passing it to each other, working out which one's got a bit of space. So suddenly you get CJ one-on-one with the left-back, and he's just able to cut in every time or go down the byline and cross it in. So... I'm quite enjoying seeing them two on that on that side, and uh, one of them can create. You know, if they if they mark CJ, then he can give it to Dembele, and he can go and have a shot. So that's probably one thing I've noticed where CJ is able to isolate the defender, and and he just has a beat him a bit every time with his with his pace. Yeah. Um. Other key moments in the first half, Tom. Were were you were you concerned that Portsmouth Portsmouth were going to get on top of us? Um. Bit of a spell, a couple of spells of pressure, and yeah, half doing his best to equalise for Pompey. Great, yeah. We? yeah, we we started really well, didn't we? Before the goal, um, I would text a couple of people asking if they were watching because I was thinking how how well we were playing before it went one nil, and then when we scored, obviously naturally it's going to drop off a little bit, isn't it? So, so they had their spell where you're thinking a goal was coming. Um, I don't remember anything really obvious as a clear chance apart from the one you mentioned where. Marv's tried to turn it behind and um, Grimshaw's made a good save. But, yeah, I, I, I always sort of fancied us. I didn't feel particularly nervous at any stage and then we get a really clear chance. And that, that Paddy Lane on the right, they were all raving about him, but I didn't really think he was going to score. He always had blazed it over or hit the keeper with a tame shot. So I couldn't see much from them, to be honest. Grimmy made a great stop when they went through. Um, he rushed out and chucked himself at the feet, which was a which was another really really good start. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah there's a, so, a cross that nearly floated in, wasn't there as well? I, I don't know if that's when yeah, the over didn't. Uh, yeah, it was like a cross shot, and and he just farmed it over. So in the second half, approaching second half, whistle's gone. I think we were we were pretty comfortable, weren't weren't we? And Mitch, do you think this is this being Blackpool? We're just um, a few slips away from 
turning one nil into two one. How confident were you? Um, I I tweeted at half time that I felt like I needed to go for a lie down because I I didn't share Tom's confidence. I saw I thought we'd gone one nil up, and then I started as the half went on. I started thinking we've scored too early here. You know that this we've scored too early. We've brought them on onto us. You know we're gonna have, we're gonna have to sit in for whatever it was eighty minutes, and and I was. I thought Marvin was, I mean, obviously he didn't need to score the own goal, but the number of headers he made out of the box, they were getting a lot of width. I mean, we were playing the wingers very high. They they were, that meant they were getting some joy wide. They were putting a lot of balls into the box. Marvin was sensational. He was absolutely bat, bad to his best. Um, time and time and time again, heading it away. And I just thought, well, it, it's a matter of time before, before they... You know this pressure tells. I had no idea what was going in the second half. I, I, you know, I sort of watched the second half with my jaw on the floor because I, I didn't see that coming. I, you know, I wouldn't say I was thinking, you know, well, def, it'll be a two-one defeat. But I probably was still thinking we scored a bit early. You know, a point's a decent result, even if that's not too negative. You know, I was anxious. Well, we've got um, form, haven't we? We've got. We've got absolute form for being okay in one half and yeah. and diabolical in the other. I mean, it's followed us around half the season. Um, Tim has uh, added his two penneth there. He's uh, watching this from his Bonlayer kitchen <laughs> and thought we'd be shit in the second half. Um, I think he's going to be the new Grim Reaper with attitudes like that. <laughs> I, I I thought I thought the. Um, the, they you know, they had they had two periods in the game. Certainly, that end of that first half, and then, um, and and in some of the second, and and pr- probably at two nil, they had a, a little bit of a, a spurt, didn't they? And uh, and Grimmy Grimmy did really well. To be fair, he, he not only saving that one from Exeter, that that one as well that curled into a. To, towards the top corner, and he just got gone that. Yeah, I mean, it was it. It was just a. It was just a solid. I know we'll come to it later with the player ratings and everything, but but Grimmy was very very good in that. He came yeah. and claimed a few as well, didn't he? Which is not yeah, he did. Necessarily something yeah. you, you connect with Grimmy. Yeah, and just shows you that the confidence looks like it's going through one to eleven, or. Or thirty-two through to uh, forty-eight, or whatever it is these days. That maybe that's the mentalness, Tom, of the position of the players on the starting eleven team sheet that the club puts out. Because I, I missed that Patetra as well. I was like, "Where's Marv? Must be dropped." Yeah, he's like in the number ten position on the. Yeah, I always misread Carey as Casey, so I think that's the third defender. And then I'm working out the midfield, and then I realise Big Marvel's up front, and then I have to revisit the whole thing again. But one, one we haven't mentioned, I can't remember if it was a block from Marv or, a, or the keeper, but it was a bit of a scramble, wasn't it, in the first half? And I think Marv got a leg out and stopped a, a shot. He almost I was watching it, and I thought, goal. And then it somehow didn't go, go in from a couple of... I think there was a couple of blocks, and Marv maybe had both of them, so... He, he was defending for his life and he certainly looks like he won't be dropped anytime soon, whereas obviously he's been shaky early in the season, hasn't he? So it's great to see him back to his best. Um, I think the only worry is is his contract status now with him 
um, being out of contract at the end of the season. So hopefully we can tie him down after sticking with him in his poor form of late. A very cynical comment from Craig Perring there from uh, Re-CJ. It's, mo- it's more amazing what CJ can do now when he's playing for a move. The stick in the tongue out emoji. Oh, we, 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 you have to, in, in a lot of cases, you have to take the Blackpool hat off um, with regard to some of these players. He'll, he'll, he's probably got one shot at a, uh, his next contract will probably be his biggest contract he'll, he'll get in his in his life and in his footballing life. So, like, if it if it was us four and we were going for the biggest contract of our working life, right? We would be angling out good style for to get as much out of it as we could. So that we have to we have to take our Blackpool hat off occasionally um, for some of the players. Like they've got a right to go and earn a, a really good wage. And if they can get twenty five grand a week somewhere else, and we're offering ten grand a week, right? Who could blame them for taking a three year contract at twenty five grand a week? Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's a, a little negative uh, for us for tonight. But like, obviously, we don't want him to leave. That's keeping that. it real, Andy. Keeping it real. Yeah, that's what it's called. Tony Lawson with another. With another. Looks like Critch has found his starting eleven through sheer luck, injuries and suspensions. Tom, what do you think about that? Are we having a coughing fit? I think he's found his start his best starting eleven from Yeah, I think he's found his uh his best eleven from Trey and everything else, hasn't he? He's, he's been kind of find what he's called the right blend all season, so he's tried Conley at left back, that's not worked. He's tried Jensen Weir and Morgan in midfield, that's not worked. So I think I'd have to say he wasn't quite getting the selection right, but you can see what he was trying to do earlier in the season. And I think what helped him massively is Jordan Rhodes coming in and scoring, what was it, 10 in 11 games or something like that, which made a poor side suddenly look a decent side. And then by that point, you've got players coming back from injury. You've got players coming into form, finding confidence. He's, he keeps mentioning, doesn't he, in his press conferences about how morale was at a low from getting relegated and players didn't have that self-belief. Um, so he's, he's played them into form and they're also getting to know this system a lot better. So, you know, I wouldn't say it's fully down to him just suddenly waking up on Friday night last week and thinking, oh, shit, I better take the handbrake off um, and, and best team. I think he, it's a lot more complicated than that. Um, but, yeah, I agree. He has made some strange um, team selections early in the season. And, and we've all seen the evidence of the fact that it's not worked, including Chris Lee, who's not stupid. And suddenly now we're, we're finding the right side. But I would expect to see a few changes on Tuesday night, maybe two or three, because he's going to... It's the Chris Lee way, isn't it? So I think we'll see that happen. But you might see Joseph on Tuesday night. You might see Morgan make a start. And they're all in good form anyway, aren't they? So we're in a really healthy position at the moment. I'll just... So bring that one up before we move on to the second half. The Grice Reaper strike. Love it. <laughs> oh, God. Right, Mitch, second half. Take us away. Um, just think what happened. Well, we scored three goals. What was the, what was the second one? I can't remember. 
Let me let me and, look at and, the notes. Dembele, Dembele, yeah, Dembele via Beasley. Yeah. Um, well, we. CJ cut inside, didn't he? And then he lays, he laid it off to Dembele, and he had a go. And I, I didn't realise Beasley had scored that for for ages, so I, I thought it was it was Dembele's goal. But again, um, that lad's just—he's given us. We've we've got what we never had in the, the Critchmark One team. Is he's given us real threat from the centre midfield? Like we've got threat wide. CJ and Dale both scored, but we never, ever, ever had in the, in the 2020 team, we never had threat in the centre of midfield, really. We had some good players, but um, I'm trying to think who played for us in that mid, in that midfield. Dougal, Stewart, Grant Ward. Um, they, they weren't goal scorers. They weren't threats. They weren't players to particularly watch. <laughs> so Rice Reaper strikes again. When Rice Reaper just struck it. What did he say? He said he scored at Wembley. Well, yeah, 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 but that—that that, that was the thing when he, that he wasn't even allowed to shoot until we got to Wembley, um, and um, yeah, that—that that, I mean, that—that that was just such a good because Portsmouth had come out quite well, and it just was—it was just fantastic. I—I I terrified the cat. I shouted so loud that the cat ran off and hid upstairs. Because it was just exactly what we needed at that moment in time. We were just fantastic. And I love that boy. I love him. I'm already starting to get my... Trying to prepare myself for the fact that he might not play for us for 10 years, you know? He, like, he's just... How he, how can you imagine... Like, imagine how heartbroken you'll be when when he's gone and, and the, the side line up and his name's not there. What a player. To the room, then. The I meant Dembele there, not Jake Beasley, but, you know, same goes <laughs> for Jake Beasley. <laughs> Mitch, you've been alternating between Dembele and Dembele. Have I? Which, which one is it? Well, you've been sophisticated or English with this pronunciation. Dembele. <laughs> it's like when German Kantenaka, you know, when that first um, wave of foreign players came over in, in like the, the, in the 90s. And the and the commentators started. It was dead trendy, wasn't it, for them to to give it like sort of foreign inflection. So you put on like Radio Five, and they'll be going Ah Cantona. And I remember putting on Radio Lanks once, and then going Eric Cantona has just got a great goal. Where's Where's Super Steve McLaren when you need him to sort these? Uh, He's got to be Dembele. He's in Raggy's words when he plays, it's just like to watch him belly. There you go. The great man has spoken. Is that the chant then? Yeah, there's another uh, there's another verse and uh, it 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 ends with uh, his um his dislike of uh, the other end of the M55. Sure, it's got an F word in there. It'll stick it in in a minute. Cool. Um, I give for God's sake. I forgot it. Yes. Oh, about okay. No, <laughs> no. There's a, sec- there's a there's a there's a second verse to it. Oh, is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in the chat, Raggy. It was bloody singing it all last night. Kicking videos through of like raucous Armfield Armdale, I should say. 
raucous scenes from the Arndale as they celebrated the 4-0 win. Raggy in the part-timer, Colin, who didn't bother going to Portsmouth. Tim was threatening to go, wasn't he? But he didn't. He's piped up in the chat. Like I was umming and ahhing all day Wednesday to whether to um, give Tim a message and say, go on, I'll, I'll go if you're going. And uh, and bottled it. Mistake in a maker. As for the goal then, obviously the Portsmouth fans were, sorry, the fans and the players were going mental. Re, um, the quote-unquote offside goal. Now, when I watched it back on, uh, obviously the extended highlights and full 90-minute replay, the, um, it, the goal looked offside. However, there's a few stills coming round and it's actually onside. I'll bring one up in a minute. What was everyone's thoughts on it? It's onside, isn't it? What they're moaning about. Well, given as I hadn't worked out that Beasley had touched it for until about half an hour after it had gone in, I didn't really think about offside. <laughs> so the keeper, the keeper has got a booking complaining about a goal that was onside. Like, stick your unbeaten record up at you, Jack. See, you, lad. It went past you then, Dov. See you later. Tom thoughts. What I think Yeah, it looks offside and it's road so sorry. Have we got a delay? Oh, sorry, I think it was a delay. Got <laughs> well I'll jump I'll jump in quickly then. When Rhodes did that, we all thought it was genius. And when Beasley does it, we all go, Oh, I just hit him on the way in. <laughs> Tom, are you in um are you in like some dark, dank part of Yorkshire where there's like really poor internet? I thought you were in a metropolitan major city. Do we know? It seems all right from my side, but I don't know if there's a bit of a delay. Yeah, but I think it was offside. Well, sorry, I thought it was offside on first uh, viewing when it came off Beasley, but it just seems like the look went for us yesterday, didn't it? With uh, obviously we'll come on to the Hamilton shot that deflects and beautifully drops in the in the far corner. He could have had a penalty shout. I think they were going to quantum maybe as well, and then they've obviously had a sending off. So the key decisions all went our way, and the key, the, you know, the key moments. So yeah, you can see it there. He's clearly offside, but it didn't look it from the camera replay um, or the camera shot that we were, were seeing on Tangerine TV. So yeah, I mean that's not exactly when he takes a shot, is it? But he's probably moving more forward. So even if you take it a frame, if you took it a frame back, he's probably even more onside. So yeah. Great, it's great when it happens for you, isn't it? No. Um, Mitch, they were apoplectic with rage at that, and that was further compounded by their quotes penalty appeal. Your thoughts on that? Uh, was that the one, Dougal? Dougal, yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Fifty-fifty. I could see why they were annoyed. Um, I mean, Dougal, Dougal, I think they don't get it because Dougal doesn't go to ground. He just kind of goes into the tackle and and the the play goes over. And I think if he'd gone, if Dougal had gone to ground, then that would have probably been a penalty. And I'm going to be very objective and say I can see why they might have been slightly irritated with the referee. Um, It makes a massive change for us to be thinking that we've had the rub of the green in a game. Um, but yeah, the 
50-50 the Dougal pen or not pen. I, I I think it was one of them that you 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 want it if you're them and you see you say never a, not really a pen if you if you're from our side and and you know they're at home aren't they and so many times they get given don't they um, to the home side um, those little fifty fifties and um, like as Mitch said you can see the see their view but. They they were giving us a bit of a um they were putting a bit of pressure on them like like they did in the first half they had a spell and and then their their spell came then and if they'd have got a goal that was game on wasn't it perfectly illustrated there by the momentum graph I think yeah that's the spell you were referring yeah. to there Andy yeah. and at the peak of that um. Trough on the momentum graph. There's a there's a red card, Tom, and I think that was a, a pivotal part of the game. Joe Morell, son of Andy, I wonder, being sent off on 63 minutes. Yeah, arguably could have gone for his initial yellow card. Yeah, so well, to be honest, I didn't notice it was the same player initially that had been booked to me, uh, you know, originally, but. It was a clear second yellow. I actually thought the ref had pulled out straight red at one point as well because it's hard to take everything in, isn't it, from the first glance. But just going back to the momentum, I think um, the it felt like they were pushing for an equaliser before we scored our second. So I'm quite surprised between half-time and our second goal that we were having the most of the momentum, albeit fairly balanced compared to the rest of the um, you know the up weights in each side. But yeah, that red card was clearly pivotal. I think, yeah, I thought the game, you know, at 2-0, I know it's a dangerous scoreline. You think of Charlton, don't you, where we're 2-0 up and um, we end up with a point. But I would have backed us to go on and, and get three points from that position anyway, with, despite the red cards. I don't think that cost them the game, but it certainly made it a hell of a lot easier and it allowed us to relax for half an hour, which you don't get very often in a game. So, it was, it, yeah, it started to feel like the swing. That second goal and then the red card was where it felt like the game really swung in our favour. Um, and made the second half a lot easier. Mitch, after that red card's gone in, they looked okay, didn't they, for two or three minutes, put us in a bit of pressure, but if you look look down at the graph there, it was pretty much one-way street after that little spell they had, and really no surprise for me when CJ's popped up on 70, 74 minutes with a well-worked goal, beautiful piece of skill, and um, ever so slightly deflected in, but the old adage, don't shoot, you don't score. Yeah, well, he's, I mean, as you said before, John, you know, it, it, it's, he's probably better than Stanley Matthews, isn't he? Because Matthews now actually score very, very. So, <laughs> no, I thought we were brilliant. I thought we were brilliant when we went down, to, when they went down to 10 men. I thought we, before the red card, they, they'd kind of thrown positions out the window and they, they were just trying to overload us and they, they were causing us problems just by getting so many men forward. And we didn't really, you know, we didn't have the um, sort of the Callum Connollys on the pitch to, to to potentially to withstand that. And you could see us having to, you could see if it had gone on, we'd have had to start bringing those players on and we'd have gone into our shell and we'd have got, and, and then obviously the red card was brilliant. And I thought we were, we were, we were fantastic. We got the ball down, we passed it around we moved. We were playing these little triangles. We were going. We were. We were just completely and utterly dominant. We had a brilliant move. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers. We had a brilliant move where we must have knocked 
we must have knocked 30 passes around and it ended with Dale nearly scoring his second. And it was it was one of the best moves I've, I've seen, certainly, you know, post-boycott. It was one of the best moves I've seen where we just, we were just superb. Um, was the CJ goal, was that the one where Kenny... Yeah, so Kenny, Kenny starts it out, and it's a yeah, just yeah, really, right. really, really great first time pass from Dougal, and then CJ gives it the, the gives it the little shuffle, as you say, and then just sort of closes his eyes and hits it towards goal, and it loops in, which is which was great. Um, and isn't it lovely that when he scores now, and when we score, is it lovely that he's one of the players who's he's first over in front of the fans now? He always is. He's always up there. You know, me and Andy will testify to this because we get all the goals at our end. CK's <laughs> always up there, you know, come on, gesturing to the fans and stuff. It's, it, it's lovely to see that that relationship is there. Whereas, you know, he, maybe six months ago, maybe not even six months ago, three months ago, he was sort of very much in his shell and, you know, he got the feeling that he was perhaps more anxious about what the fans had to say than, than taking that energy and that joy out of that moment I'm a bit tired I've gone on now I think I've finished what I've got to say no but again 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 it's the first time ball it's the one touch it's it's like when when that ball came to um, to Dougal he was immediately faced up they put pressure on him but he just opened his 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 body out and played that ball into CJ and it's a great ball and again it gives him comes straight to his feet and he's uh um, that then gives him the time to to just knock it away and get a shot at, shot shot in, isn't it? Well, it's, yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on with the pace of play and the or the pace of, of moving the ball. And I think that the other thing in the way we've played, I meant to mention it right at the beginning, was if you look at the way Carey's playing now, he's just played on the half turn constantly. He takes the ball, he turns on that little sixpence, and he's just away. And and that immediately. We, we, we're taking the ball in and we're either moving it quickly or we're running fast up the pitch with it straight away, straight onto the attack. And then it's up to us when we want to slow it down and go back round, you know, sort of go back round the back. We do that when we see fit rather than that being the default thing that we do. Um, and then, you know, as soon as we get the ball, teams have to drop into shape because, you know, they they, they, they can't just drop off us. They have to... They have to defend. They have to. They have to um, get into their lines and and sort of press up against us. And we just make all sorts of problems just by being aggressive. And in in addition to um, the the best celebration ever of the uh, it's what eight foot knee slide in front of the away fans, CJ. And there's the graphic. Get it back up. He's also got uh, as. Richard Watts just said CJ's new iPhone boot version to uh, celebrate into his own. So what's that about? <laughs> just the better of the audio pod. Um, CJ has got a boot to his ear and looks like he's smiling or talking to it on the uh, official club website. So that's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Anyone know what that's all about? Anyone like to hazard a guess at what the photographer was saying there? No idea. I think CJ's probably gone... He's got. What do you do when you score? CJ's got. I don't know. I haven't scored for ages. <laughs> I haven't scored for about two years. So he's got. Oh, I just do something with your boot or something. 
Eight foot knee slide, CJ. Yeah, he was loving it, wasn't he? Absolutely loving it. Quick CJ fact. Go on. Leading assist maker in um, League One now with six. Joint leading two players on six. He had two yesterday, didn't he? He did, yeah. For mm. First and fourth goal. So, uh, like, and again, I, it, it, it goes through the theme again, like, that CJ plays it back. Morgan, first time shot. Right in the bottom corner. And, and you just go through the theme of how we are now playing and, and how good we look. Tim said about the movement on the comments. It is. It's, it's very, very good. And and we've not really, although Dougal plays the role, he's not really a proper sitter in the midfield, is he? He's not, he's not sitting in front of the... Uh, of the defenders, he's, he's he's playing he's playing out, and then I think it's it's up to him to if he wants to go forward, he can. And Carey has to cover behind, um, but most of the time, it, obviously, it's Carey going forward, and 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 it looks that that looks just looks a mile better. They they all look like they're complementing each other, and and that's that's why the Tinker Man should. Like go and make sure he doesn't tinker. Just because because the changes now are obvious, aren't they? If a defender got injured, you put Casey in, wouldn't you? And yeah. if an attacker was like going to be rested or not played, then then Joseph would come in. It looks it the changes look obvious now. Morgan's obviously the first backup midfielder. Um, I would say that one of the wing backs went down. You know, Lions is 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 a decent replacement, and now now it's starting to look better. It's Gabriel as well waiting in the wing, Sunday as well. Gabriel's waiting. Gabriel's waiting in the wing. Gabriel, as well. yeah, yeah, massively. He's uh, he, you know, he's a good player, isn't he? And like how. <clears throat> Alvin's um, come back. We like look if we're playing well. If we're playing well, then great. It's great because we've got cover. If people do fall down, and let's let's be right about it, they're gonna they're, we're gonna get injuries at some point. And it's it's variety it's as well. Get on a run, a it's variety as well. It's variety as well because. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, we, you've got players like Lavery on the bench who who bring something different. And we're going to have games where we're, you know, we're nil-nil with an hour gone or we're going to have games where we're one nil down with an hour gone and where 
the way we played yesterday doesn't work. You know, we're going to have games where um, Dembele actually doesn't come off, and and you've got quality you can bring on the bench, uh, bring off the bench. You've got different sorts of players you can bring off the bench. At the moment, Norburn's not in my starting lineup. You know, that's that's how strong we are. He's not in my starting lineup, but you've got a player like him. You can come on and, and sort of he can throw himself around a bit in midfield if if we're getting a little bit, you know, roughed up or whatever. And 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 that's the that's that's the the strength of the squad now. And I think it was I can't remember what game it was. I think it was after Lincoln. I I, I said well, we've just got all these players. They're all the same. They're all really bland. They're all really boring. I think I said they were all Matty Virtue. No, no offense to Matty Virtue, but the, you know we've got so many Matty Virtues. But it doesn't feel like that now, does it? It feels like we've got a, a huge variety of players. And the one player that we're all terrified about getting injured, of course, is Karimoko because we can't replace him because we because yeah. he's he is no, there is no replacement. No. Unless you take the lad who's tearing it up at Tranmere and bring him back just in case. Well, that's a... Yeah. But well, he's, 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 it is he's, 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 he's getting the kind of reviews there that we're giving Dembele. So is it good that Apta's playing? I'm sure, we've, is, got, yeah, I'm sure so. we've got people watching his games and like, you know, whether that be a Kieran Donnelly or someone like that, he's going to go and watch watch him play and, and then report back or something like that, then I'm sure there's someone doing that and and understanding how well that he's doing. Um because he you know, we I think we all want we want Apta to succeed. All of us want Apta to succeed. He's one of our own eh? I think he's in the best place at the moment, isn't he? Out alone rather than playing. Being on the bench, not even making the bench at times. So yeah, they might argue. They argue, might might argue with Dembele where he was playing before. He's in the best place playing because he's playing every week. Rhodes is playing every week. None of us were happy when Apto went out on loan. No, no, I got. I was furious, but yeah. it's worked out. And it, I mean, it, I was furious, but I mean, I, I, I didn't know who the hell this Dembele character was. You know. Okay, finally, Mitch. Um, seen out the game with a goal from Albie Morgan that can only be described as Kenny Dougalow in the playoff final esque. What a strike. Zero backlift. Yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? It was just sort of one of those. Um... Well, you just kind of said it, zero, zero backlift ones that just arrows um, dart-like into the bottom corner. And Morgan, he'd done well in the build-up as well. He'd, he'd, he'd sort of, he'd, I think he played a 1-2 with someone. It might have been, um can't remember who it was. He had a header in the build-up anyway. And, and he's impressed me as Morgan in that he's looked quite, physically able when he when he's come on in recent games as well he's put himself about a bit he he made he made the fourth goal last week with with a really good tackle and then it, this was a bit like this that he sort of bustled through and then he ended up on on the end of the sort of the the moment he'd created physically if you like um lovely effort and then Kenny nearly scored didn't he did you see do you remember that little outside of the boot effort oh there? what a what a shot that was by the way beautiful wasn't it God about that. Yeah. Imagine if that had gone in. Oh, that would have just topped it off. You know, that would have just been... 
I'd have been out of the house and down the street. Oh, no, absolutely. You've been running up and down the street. God knows what would have happened in the Arndale if that they got in. <laughs> Tim would have probably just expired, wouldn't he? <laughs> Went past Tim's house yesterday. He's got a nice, understated, lit-up wreath on the front of his house. I thought you were going to say he's got a statue of Kenny Dude on the front lawn. <laughs> Did you get greeted by the top hat and things like that at the door? Oh, welcome, sir. <laughs> no, I just drove past it. just saw the big no riffraff sign. So just drove past <laughs> it. Like electrified fence. Okay, so, wow, 4-0. What a performance. Um, I think we'll move on to play ratings now, and I think these are going to be some... Very high scores. Um, Mitch, you can you can kick it off with uh, Grimmy. He has been a bit shaky over the last two or three games, but he's absolutely back to his best in this game and kept us in the first half or within touching distance in the first half. Yeah, Grimmy's played really well. He's made, I, I would say, probably three really good saves and then he was very solid with everything else he did. His kicking was a bit awry a couple of times. Um, so for that, I'm not going to give him 10, but I'll give him a 9. Agreed. Um, man of the season, Jimmy Osbund, Andy? Yeah, just a, he just did everything he needed to, made a couple of blocks, uh, got got involved with that, set us stopping that one of the near posts, and he, uh, um, like, did everything solid. Just you can't see where he he does much wrong, um, but nothing outstanding where you go like oh he's pinged about a couple of assists and things like that. Eight plus. Yeah. What was that name for you? He meant invented for you before, Andy. The Grice Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> The Grice Reaper strikes again. A lot of people said nine for me. Um, Matthew Pennington, Tom. Yeah, husband was captain yesterday, was he, as well? So, not to that as well. But Pennington, you know what? There's not a lot to say about Pennington compared to a lot of them, but that's quite nice for a defender. What I would say is he looks absolutely perfect for that position, much like husband on the other side. A lot of people complain about this system and say we play five at the back with wing backs, but it's very much three at the back. And even the, the what you might call full backs in Husband and Ke- um, Pennington get forward as well and, and Dougal fills in. So it was really attacking yesterday. And Pennington got into the other half a bit and was, was getting involved in the play despite the fact that, you know, he didn't almost didn't have a lot to do at the other side. So, um, yeah, a bit of a, bit of a, a long winded way of saying. Nothing wrong. I'll have to give him a seven plus. Ooh. Ooh. Are we going eight Magnus? Bit, bit, bit low, me. Stand by your guns, Tom. Don't let them bully you. Stand by your guns. Um and don't worry about the long long winded response to a give it a player rating because the chap to your diagonal above can outdo you on Many minutes, even hours. So, uh, Mitch, give us a... We're not going to go through the starting 11 graphic that 
the Twitter feed puts out because it's completely out of kilter. We'll have to, won't we? Because it'd be Dale if we were doing it, if it was up to them. So probably Sean's put that together, actually. I blame Sean. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Do you think... Like, do you think... Like, do you think... Oh, God, sorry. I was going to say, do you think Critchley um, tells him to put it out or he fills it in the team sheet in that order to try and throw the, the opposition off? Or do you think it's purely... The graphic designer's getting a bit lazy and just because we took someone out and put Etta in, he's just throwing him up top and, yeah, he just evolved over the season. I don't know if it's intended or not. Etta at centre-forward, so we were playing three. Rhodes, Beasley and Etta up front. Maybe that's in the UEFA A licence, um, deceptive tactics on social media team sheet. Have I got Marvin then? Anyway, you've got Marvin. I thought Marvin was brilliant. I thought he was fantastic. I've already done my uh, little monologue on him earlier on. I thought he was tremendous. Um, for, uh, I'm, I'd go close to a ten for Marvin. I really would. I thought he was he was. What about his shot? Faultless. Yeah. Well, what about his shot into the bottom cup? <laughs> really saved it. But he was one of them where if he didn't have a lot of choice but to go for it. You know, he's got some long legs into the box and have a lot of choice but to go for it. Um, and I think what he gives us is Casey's a Casey's a classy player, but Marvy's a better defender. He's a much better, dirty defender, without question. And then when you've got Husband and Pennington outside of him, they're they're footballers, but Marvy's just pure defender. He'll do anything to stop the ball going in. Uh, and he, he gave um, Bishop just nothing then he gave bishop an horrible afternoon and um, so I, i'm gonna give marv a 10 i thought he was brilliant and i think if marv hadn't been on the pitch i don't i don't think we'd have gone in level at half time it's a bold statement 10 from big marv and Dars as well yeah i think mitch as you've said he's a there's no one better than defending than marvin getting those blocks in now he's a he's a defender well, first and foremost. Well, you got to think when when the time came to take him out, when we had to take him out, didn't we? That wasn't because of his defending as such. It was the fact that he couldn't work out how to play this system, like, and he was getting stuck with the ball at his feet and no outlet, and people teams were pressing pressing us, and we couldn't work out. He couldn't work out how to play through it and things like this. He gets back in the team. At, at the expense of an uh, suspension to to Casey, and who had done nothing wrong, by the way, um, Casey, he, he, he's been really unlucky here. Um, but now Marv looks back to his best. But the reason being for me that he's excelling um, with us now is because of, of we've speeded the game up, and it's he's, we're not we've not playing the pedestrian style we were at the start of the season. And I'm sure he truthfully didn't really want to play that way, but the players were trying to get used to it and whatever. But Equitetic can't play when we play at that pace. He, no chance, right? Um, but but now we're playing faster and he's now more of a defender. Brilliant. Really good yesterday. Daz McKenzie's just pointed out in the chat that goals against us... Uh, massively dropped since he's come back. Yeah. Mitch, we need you to dig out a stat on that. 
Um, so, new stats, man. Uh, right, Eddie, anyway, Andy, uh, Owen Dale, uh, against his own former former club the season, scored and got a lot of shit from the away fans, so great performance from Dale. Yeah, in, in, he just did well, um, gets up and down. He certainly... Um, I, I like him as better defender than Thompson. Me, um, I, I said that when Thompson was in. I still we 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 argued on here that Dale was the better player to to have in, um, and now he's starting to to make um, proper name for himself. I, I'd argue I'd argue if him well if we played this team this team played the extra striker and we'd have played Dale at Bolton we would we'd have beat them. Because we'd have taken the game to him, right? So, um, I uh, I think he did really well. Um, I'm only an hour between an eight plus and a nine, but probably an eight plus. Well, there is this system called the field fielding player rating system, Andy. If you stuck between a nine plus and an and an eight plus, think about it. You can go nine minus. Mm, we could, we could. Yeah, it's it's a fair because of the pressure that he had to deal with, the pressure they had to deal with, and he was getting stick. Maybe a nine minus, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Think uh, Tom, Sonny Carey, industrious as ever. Yeah, he's he's playing well, isn't he? And he he's a he's deceptively tall and strong and quick, and uh, so I think he's perfect for that position. I, I love seeing him. As the middle of the three, with Dembele as the more attacking option, so he's not the number ten; he's the number eight, as you might say. So there's Dougal alongside him, and he's allowed to take the ball from deep and, and run on, on to play. I think he, he's doing better there. He wasn't mature enough for that last season, and all good enough in the championship. So I think this drop into League One, we're all hoping that he'd grasp the game and, and take it up a notch. And he's starting to do that now because he, he didn't start the season particularly well, did he? So. I think he's probably quite coming into form now, and um, it's really good to see. Uh, in terms of his performance, I would have to say an A plus. Okay, who's got got King Kenny? No, Tim here this evening, Mitch. So you're going after. I think you should, bring, you should bring Tim's latest comment up there. It's it, it's probably fitting. Um, Kenny, twelve out of ten. That's yeah. a mid in the division right now. Kenny Dougal is playing the football of his life. He's 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 better than I've ever seen Kenny Dougal. Um, he's so much more than just. I've probably been guilty of. I've I've always liked Kenny. I've always had a lot of time for Kenny. I like players that 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 get stuck in and. But he's he's more that I'd always had him down as he'll wrap the ball and he'll do the dirty stuff. But he really really does make us tick. He just, if Dougal's on his game, we play well. He's he's the heart of us at the moment. And I think he's, I think he's been, you know, he's been good for Carey. I think he's, he's, he knows when to, he knows when to sit. He knows when to go. He knows what the team needs and he does what the team needs. I thought he was brilliant again. And I agree. Playing on a knife edge as well, Mitch, wasn't he, with that bucket? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's one of, he, 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 he gets that book in. And then actually, you think he's clever enough to get to get through the rest of the game. He's a clever, clever footballer, um, superb. I'd say ten. You can't give him any less. He was brilliant again. Agreed. Totally. 
Andy, another great player in the midfield. Kanoko, Dembele, absolute box of tricks again. And got a goal. He is. In, in, oh, no, he didn't. He sometimes float, floats. He's in and out of the game a little bit because when they're, they're pressure, he's, uh, he, he's out of the game. But like it's when we get the ball and we can transition quicker. And and, and he's, it's, it's seeing him around the box looking for... He sees people's runs and, you know, in the last, you know, the sort of 35 yards to their goal, that's when you want him on the ball. And and he sees runs. He sees runs. Um, and he's uh, um, he's just a proper player, isn't he? He's a proper player. And while I, 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 I'm with... Um, Mitch, with regard to Dougal, and I, I love the way Dougal's playing at the minute. I just think he's complementing each other. Um, nine plus. Okay, Tom and CJ. Was this his best game he's ever played for us? It's got to be up there. Um, it's a good question. He scored, and he, he if Dembele's shot went straight in, he would have had three assists, wouldn't he? So that's pretty good going. Um, a lovely celebration in front of the crowd, like you say. There's a, a mark to be had for that. Um, he tracks his runner well. Sometimes when it, it's either him who loses the ball or someone else loses the ball, he tracks back because of his pace. He, he gets back in position so quickly and helps us get men behind the ball, which I love about him. So I think he's perfect for this system all of a sudden, which... We all laughed and said, how the hell is he ever going to be able to play right wing back? But he can, and he's perfect for it, and I love it. So, uh, it has to be, do we go up to 10 plus, or is it 10 the highest score? 10 plus is the absolute max you can get. <laughs> uh, how can I not give him that? Um, uh, yeah, let's do it, 10 plus. We scored a goal and got two assists, so I don't know where you go. He's been compared to Stanley Matthews, which I never thought would happen, even on this podcast. So, how plus it is. Yeah, right. You get you get compared to the Wizard of the Dribble, and you're getting a ten plus, aren't you? Ballon d'Or winning Blackpool FC player Stanley Matthews. Well, when so, he, when he first signed, do you remember when he was amazing when he first signed in them preseason friendlies? He just, I thought, how like this guy looks like Ronaldo. He's unreal. He just had that that edge of like he'd, he'd take it, drop his shoulder, run, and and smash the ball really hard like Ronaldo was dead good at doing. Wow. Um, so I've compared him to, to Ronaldo. You've compared him to um, Stanley Matthews. He's nailed on for the Ballon d'Or, isn't he? This this move that he's angry, apparently angling, angling for, it's going to be to to Madrid or something, isn't it? And he's, he's Ballon d'Or 2025, CJ Hamilton. Okay. Who are we on then? Was it you, Mitch, next? Possibly. Uh, Who forgot? Jake Beasley. Oh, uh, we- yeah, Beasley. Take the brace, Beasley. Hang on. Your stat is now blown out of the water. It is. It's the, it's the it's first no longer got a singular goal. He's no longer called Jake the Brace Beasley, unfortunately. No. Um, 
Yeah, Beast Beast did fine, didn't he? I mean, he he didn't have a lot of joy. Um, he had he had that effort where he took it himself and had a shot from distance where possibly he could have slotted someone mm. through, and then he had another effort where he tried to slot Rhodes in, where possibly he could have had a go himself. Um, so it was looking like it might have been one of those days where he doesn't just quite get get it right, but he did the dirty stuff. He he he, he you know he he won things and he. And he, he did the hard yards and he pressed very well, I thought. I thought he, you know, for a player who's not blessed with amazing pace, I thought he pressed very well. Um, and then he got that little touch and didn't he? So a goal, so you can't knock him. I think I'm going to give, I think I'll go for an eight for bees. That's fair. Right, Andy, um, you can move on to Jordan Rhodes. Um, I'm not using the Fot Bob, Fot Mob graphic for the... Uh, Starting eleven there because it influences people's decisions. But he did, he, had, he did get a six point six on the foot bomb rating, which is the lowest out of the bunch. You agree with that, Andy? I just see what he does. <clears throat> he does for the team. I see what he does for the team. Now he links up. Now he takes defenders away. Um, I think eight. It wasn't his best game, but he also does a lot. He does a lot. Everyone's allowed to have a bit of an off day every now and then. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Right. Manager rating. This is going to be a biggie, isn't it? Mitch. Yeah, Critch, uh, I'm going to give him, a, well, I can't give him an 11, but I would give him an 11. Uh, but it was brilliant. Um, one of the best away performances I can remember for a long, 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 long time. Brave, um, confident, um, everything that we've given Critch stick. You know, we've you characterise Critch in a certain way, don't you? And, you? and we've given him stick in a certain way. Um and he's 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 delivered exactly the opposite there. Um, you know, a few times we've been um, not happy about what's been served up, and I'm ecstatic about what was served up on on Saturday. It was it was absolutely top class. There was spirit, fight, skill, effort. And he left Dembele on, you know, he he didn't. You know, I made a joke on Twitter when we scored the first of about seven minutes about Betty brings Conley on now, lol, uh, you know, and and he didn't do any of that, did he? He he, he kept even when we were turning up, we read cards. He kept that most of the changes he was freshening up. He kept Conley right till the end. He didn't he didn't go back. He didn't try and protect what we had. Um, superb, but I think probably best. Best performance under Critchley ever. Ten plus. It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant. It's got, it's got to be. I think it's got to be the best Critchley performance um, given that Peterborough were unbeaten in twenty-seven games. That's Peterborough, Pompey, Portsmouth were unbeaten in twenty-seven games. Yeah, Andy. I just uh, yeah. I can't agree. I, I can't uh, disagree. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought he was going to go. I'm just going to. Th- I was really going to throw in a spanner like a seven. 
Grim Reaper and his wine and everyone's going to rather go at me as a creator. I can't, in all seriousness, I can't disagree. Uh, I think he's uh, everything went right for him there. I'd agree it's probably our best performance under Critchley. Um, You know, you've got to give him, you've got to give him a 10, haven't you, really? If you're going to give him a 10 plus, then I, you know, I can't argue with that, really. Tom? I'm just thinking about best performance ever under Critchley. I'll have to have a proper think about some of the other games we've had. We obviously beat the Nobbers, didn't we, at one point in the Championship. The first, this first leg against Oxford in the playoffs, we absolutely battered them. So there's been a few where we've really taken it to the opposition. So I would be hesitant to go with that bracket of the best we've ever seen from him. Certainly this season, yeah, no no question. It was a 90-minute performance and we looked so good going forward. It's really great to see. Um, and I would also give a nod to his substitutions. I know they've just gone down to 10, but I think Joseph was warming up anyway after at the hour mark to come on for Beasley so he's, he's being positive he's not you know that's a 2-0 he's going to put a striker for striker rather than try and shift the shape or anything like that so yeah it's got to be a 10 plus and well done to Critch the only slight mark is he's doing the he's doing the love heart celebration again and he so I don't quite enjoy that second time round I'd rather I don't mind the fist bump and the bit, of, bit of that chest, but leave it at that Critch <laughs> Okay, man of the match around the room. Mitch. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, man of the match. Um, oh, I'm still going to go Marvin, you know, because I still think he he was the difference between them not getting back into the game and us. Then he was he was the platform upon which the fireworks went off, and without that, the fireworks would have sunk into a marshy bog potentially that is the worst analogy I've ever done I'm still going Marvin Grim Reaper Marv Tom yeah I'm convinced I was going to say CJ just because of the stats but yeah having watched the game um, you can't argue with Marv he, he was sublime at the back CJ for me. 10 plus. Stanley Matthews asked two assists, a goal. I wouldn't argue the toss too hard. I mean, Siege played very well. Dougal was tremendous. Grimmy had a great game. There's four or five you, candidates for more than that. Yeah, you, 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 you'd struggle to get. If you, if you put, put a poll up of 100 fans and put six players in that poll, right? It'd be a fairly, fairly spread even, and so the the there's not much to be had in it. I could, you know, beauty. Any anyone, any of them three that are just going up on the screen, like could quite easily get it, quite easily. Right, you just picking something. I I I think what Mitch said about the pla- creating a platform. We had to create a platform. One nil up, the the through the kitchen sink at us. At two nil, the through the kitchen sink at us, and um, we got them frustrated. But the, probably the big difference there was the fact that Bishop was 
became into a monathon all afternoon for him. And why was that? And that was down to Mars, really. Okay, so one quick talking point then before we head off. What's changed over the last couple of games to bring such success? Two four nils. Jake Beasley's playing. There, the end. <laughs> Someone get Mitch a nurse. <laughs> so he's my jacket on. Was it the FA Cup game immediately before the Shrewsbury game? I'm trying to think. Back. Yeah, it was. It was the yeah. Romney game, wasn't it? So we played on Sky. Um, oh, it wasn't actually. We went to Bolton after that. So I know that point I was going to make. So yeah, maybe Bolton. After the Bolton game, we might have had a few words. But we clearly sort of we the players were a bit nervous, weren't they? And they we didn't turn up in front of the big away support. So maybe there was something said after that, or a bit of a you know bit of a a few few harsh words said. I think you can also think Melbourne's come out of the side and um. Un- unknowingly, I don't mind Norburn, but I think that's just changed the balance of that midfield and allowed Dembele to go into that three. Carey's coming to form, so maybe that's had an impact. But yeah, there's a, you know there's always a few factors in there that's, that that contribute to it. But yeah, it's, it's good to see us going forward. And then I think Critchley always says it's about the defence first and foremost. So he'll be most happy with the two clean sheets, won't he? So you know, as long as we're He's happy enough with the defence. That gives us that platform then to to go on an attack. And we've got the real quality, probably the best quality in the division going forward as well. So that's a lethal combination for us. I think uh, I think speed of play is definitely one. More attacking formation, two. Um, the fact that we now, we just move the ball, we just move the ball quicker. Um, and we've got options going forward. Whereas when you looked at the Bolton, at Bolton, we weren't a threat. We I, we did okay around the around the pitch and nullified them a bit, but it wasn't to me. He didn't he didn't go out to beat Bolton anything other than one nil. Right now he's going out to try and beat teams two, three, four, and and that's that's the massive difference. And maybe the the what's changed is the manager's changed. Yes, he's got the right, a bit of the right, more the right blend, but maybe his mentality's changed. And, I wonder if there's been a bit of a sort of, I don't know, not not a clear the air, because I don't think he's been at that stage where he's needed sort of the air clearing, but there's been a bit of a sit down, a bit of a, come on, lads, this isn't quite clicky. What, 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 you know, what, what do you think? And I think of some of them, I, I just looked to what Owen Dale said after the, um, Shrewsbury game, where he quite pointedly said that it was great that we got forward for 90 minutes and we attacked, and he kind of sounded like he'd been a bit frustrated about the way they've been playing. I wonder if they've sort of said something, and Critch has just gone, well, go on, do it then, you know, go on. And there's, there's almost been an alignment of, to use his favourite word, an alignment of them and, and him in realising that they're actually after the same thing. Because quite often early in the season, I felt a bit like the players were preoccupied with, they were preoccupied with their shape out of possession. That when we were in possession, it was almost like they were worried that if they attacked too aggressively, then they'd be out of they might be out of position when we lost the ball, and then they get in trouble. You know, 
it, it looked like that was that was first and foremost on their mind was 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 um, staying rigidly in the banks of three and five or whatever, and now we just look so much more liberated and, and creative, and the movement's great, and they're dropping in and out, and the and you've got you've got to say, don't you, that perhaps some of the crap that was served up was part of the method, you know. We were saying, why aren't they changing the formation? Why aren't they changing the formation? And now look at this side that look, that I think somebody put in the comment before it was the best movement they'd seen for eight, you know for years of a Blackpool side. The movement was brilliant. The way that the, the players were dropping in, fantastic. That doesn't come from changing every week. That doesn't come from having a couple of bad games and going back to four four two. That comes from sticking at your guns and doing it week in, week out. This is how we play. This is how we play. This is how we play. And then eventually the penny drops. And I think also now that has, and now the penny has dropped. Now, now we have to get on a run. We we've spoken about the the games coming up after um, after Portsmouth about being very favourable. Throw in the fact that we've got the cup tie at home to Forest Green, where we can play Gabriel Northern Norburn. Um, probably give Joseph a start. Probably give um, Casey and um, Casey a, a good run out. And commonly a good run out, and you you're then hitting a period where we've got a lot of winnable games, and we've got to take advantage. It's really important this Tuesday night, really, really, really important for us that we get another win on the board and get the confidence to really push on. Right, we can we can do it, we can do it, but we've. Uh, We've we've got to we've got to capitalise on this run of games now. So how how do we approach this game against Northampton then? Same team, same Barring any injury that the mark picks up, and who knows, go again, and then then use use the cup tie to to play the players who have been out the team. Tom, do you play the same team? Was a couple of tweaks. You can't, you can't expect him to play the same team. I don't think he will, and I think that's understandable. I totally agree. Yeah, I'd love to in an ideal world, but you know, you can't, you can't come all the way back from Portsmouth on a bus. Probably what have they done today? Probably a bit of rest and recuperation. You know, it's not that much time between games. I would expect just naturally to see three or four changes, and I don't mind that because I was said already in the pod. You know exactly who can come in in each position, and it doesn't weaken the quality. You've got Gabriel might start, Morgan might start, and Joseph probably deserves a start. So you might go for them three, making a making a change, or you might slip uh, Casey in at the back. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to pick the same team, and that'd be brilliant. But at the same time, Northampton at home, opportunity to just tweak it slightly, go again, fresh legs, and um, hopefully do them two or three nil. Yeah. I would expect they wild changes. Can I, can I say completely wild change? That if I had to make one change, if I was forced to make a change, I might give Rhodes just a little bit of a rest because he just looked a bit blunter than he has in the last couple of games. He's played fine. His link-up play has been nice, 
I thought he was a bit blunt against Shrewsbury. His, his touch wasn't quite there. And I thought it was the same against Portsmouth. There was a few where he didn't quite get the ball out of his feet and he just looked a little bit heavy-footed compared to the way he played. And I might, and he's, you know, he's 33, isn't he? I might just, um, if I had to, I might just go, Bees, carry on your scoring. Joseph, up front with Bees. And then Rhodes on the bench and just, just swap that around a little bit. Well, he's, this run of games he's had, he's not played yeah, so and, and he, fast and furious, you know, week in, week out in yeah. years. He, so and he, was, he wasn't subbing him either, was he? He, he? he was he was very rarely bringing Rhodes off, if you remember. We talked about that. So he's he's not just started loads of games, he's done loads of 90 minutes as well, hasn't he? He bought him off at 60, didn't he, against Shrewsbury? And put yeah, he did. Joseph on. Um, but in, in just going into one of the comments... I'm not saying it's a must win that we've got to win. I'm not saying it's a must win. What I'm saying is that if we want to, if we want to have any aspirations about pushing to the top, we need to go on a run. These are the games now where we need to go on a run. We've got a favourable set of fixtures now, right? Bolton have gone on a run. They've got they've done six on the bounce now, right? That's what we've got to aspire to. That's what I'm saying. That comment from friend of the podcast, Nomis Meldas. Cryptic username. He's a very big fan of the structured work the club have been doing. Right. Um, we'll call it a day now, just before we go. I just wanted to see, um, say RIP to Toby Venables, who's sadly passed away today. Don't want to lend the pod on a low but Terry Venables gave me one of the, the the greatest footballing moments of my life first ever game England game of saw live was England 4 Holland 1 what a game that was by the way what a game what a game I can tell you exactly where I was there I was in what's now oh, I can't remember the 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 name of it now it's, it's the Gurkha now and on that corner that pub on the corner where the Gurkha is and I was in there and Watching it on the uh, on the telly, what a game and what a night! I don't think I saw much of the next day, but like that was a really enjoyable team, really enjoyable team to watch, wasn't it? And set up right, absolute dynamite, which is gone. Um, yeah, so it's a very sad day. Um, best manager I've ever seen of England. I think up there with Bobby Robson. So. Right. Um, Pickwick, that's the one. That's the one, Bob. Pickwick Tavern. The Pickwick Tavern, yeah. yeah no, let's go in there. Yeah. Can, can I just... Uh, I'll, I'll apologise to the creaking chair as well. Like, it'll just be thrown out the window at the end of this podcast. So so I'll go from the Grim Reaper to the Grim Creeper. What <laughs> <laughs> a quote to end on, Andy. Brilliant. Lovely stuff. That's a certain uh, Norwich DJ would say. Well, Mitch is coming back. He's just, uh, just just back for the outro, Mitch. Um, Mr. Blinder from Andy. The Grim Creaker. Re his uh, creaky chair. The new wasp moment. The episode. Right, anyway, I'm rambling. Right, yep, yeah, thanks for your company. Has ever been a, been a great show. Um, well, we won't be doing a preview in Northampton. We will be coming back after that show so yeah if you're watching on youtube do like do subscribe to the channel or as we said is thanks for watching thanks for downloading
Just before you head off, I know you've just enjoyed what you've listened to. Of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month? You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod. You'll get faster releases of the audio pod. You'll get it before the uh, the Great and Wash does. And also, you'll be saying thanks for these uh, brilliant podcasts, and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us, patreon.com forward slash pod. Price of a pint per month, and you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group which is a good laugh we've got a nice community going on in there and you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen so yeah please do consider signing up and supporting us that url again patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod and if you don't sign up you're a big fat see you later thanks for listening Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.